Section 68 of Little Pictorial Lives of the Saints, Volume 2, April to June. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Little Pictorial Lives of the Saints, Volume 2, April to June, by John Gilmari Shea. June 7th, St. Robert of Newminster. In 1132, Robert was a monk at Whitby, England, when news arrived that 13 religious had been violently expelled from the Abbey of St. Mary in York for having proposed to restore the strict Benedictine rule. He at once set out to join them, and found them on the banks of the Skeld near Ripon, living in the midst of winter, in a hut made of hurdles and roofed with turf. In the spring, they affiliated themselves to St. Bernard's Reform at Clairvoy, and for two years struggled on in extreme poverty. At length, the fame of their sanctity brought another novice, Hugh, Dean of York, who endowed the community with all his wealth, and thus laid the foundations of Fountain's Abbey. In 1137, Rainulf, Baron of Morpeth, was so edified by the example of the monks at Fountain's that he built them a monastery in Northumberland called Newminster, of which St. Robert became abbot. The holiness of his life, even more than his words, guided his brethren to perfection, and within the next ten years, three new communities went forth from this one house to become centres of holiness in other parts. The abstinence of St. Robert in refectory alone sufficed to maintain the mortified spirit of the community. One Easter day, his stomach, weakened by the fast of Lent, could take no food, and he at last consented to try to eat some bread sweetened with honey. Before it was brought, he felt this relaxation would be a dangerous example for his subjects, and sent the food untouched to the poor at the gate. The plate was received by a young man of shining countenance, who straightway disappeared. At the next meal the plate descended empty and by itself to the abbot's place in the refectory, proving that what the saint sacrificed for his brethren had been accepted by Christ. At the moment of Robert's death in 1139, St. Godric, the hermit of Finchale, saw his soul like a globe of fire, borne up by the angels in a pathway of light and as the gates of heaven opened before them, a voice repeated twice, Enter now, my friends. Reflection Reason and authority prove that virtue ought to be practised, but facts alone prove that it is practised, and that is why examples have more power to move our souls, and why our individual actions are of such fearful importance for others as well as for ourselves. St. Claude, Archbishop the province of eastern Burgundy received great luster from this glorious saint. He was born at Saline about the year 603 and was both the model and the oracle of the clergy at Besançon when, upon the death of Archbishop Gervais about the year 683, he was chosen to be his successor. Fearing the obligations of that charge, he fled and hid himself but was discovered and compelled to take it upon him. During seven years, he acquitted himself of the pastoral functions with the zeal and vigilance of an apostle. But finding then an opportunity of resigning his see, which, out of humility and love of solitude, he had always sought, he retired to the great monastery of St. Oyen, and there took the monastic habit in 690. Violence was used to oblige him soon after to accept the abbatial dignity. Such was the sanctity of his life, and his zeal in conducting his monks in the paths of evangelical perfection, that he deserved to be compared to the Antonines and Pachamiases, and his monastery to those of ancient Egypt. Manual labour, silence, prayer, reading of pious books, especially the Holy Bible, fasting, 
watching, humility, obedience, poverty, mortification, and the close union of their hearts with God, made up the whole occupation of these fervent servants of God, and were the rich patrimony which St. Claude left to his disciples. He died in 703. End of section 68